Polly and fam, and welcome to Talk Your Polly Off, presented by ilovepolly.org. This is your podcast for ethically navigating your relationships, your community, and yourself for a healthier and happier lifestyle. This is Bella Doll. She is my sunshine full of giggles. And this is Joshua Monsuda, the logic to my emotion and the chaos to my order. So now you know us. Pull up a seat and let's talk our poly off. Hello, Polyam fam, and welcome back to Talk Your Poly Off. Hi, Bella. Hi, Monsuda. Welcome back. Thanks. It feels good. Yeah, does yeah. it? It was weird not being here last week. I was dead. It was weird. Yeah. I was, for those who weren't following my Instagram, uh, I was in the urgent care because I got severely dehydrated. And because of that, it caused all sorts of problems, including my veins to have issues. So they tried to hook me up to some IV fluids and I got poked 15 million times and then got sent home. And I've been dizzy for a week, so that's been fun. <laughs> yeah. But I'm feeling much better. Yeah. Yeah. So just a little speed bump along the way. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. Thanks. Me too. Fortunately for you, <laughs> I'm really good at talking to myself. Yeah, I didn't listen to the episode. I uh, saw that it got up. But it's I didn't probably listen. best that you don't. I was <laughs> kind of hoping that no one would listen to it. <laughs> but it was cool. I mean, it was fun. I used to do some broadcasting of my own uh, early days of podcasting on a program that's no longer around and I did I don't know 180 episodes of mm -hmm. that and that was all solo you yeah. know, fortunately I had music to go along with it back before you know all of the the music requirements or the laws became so strict on podcasting yeah because it was a music-based show so it was a whole different feeling Talking through an entire episode. I bet. It was. <laughs> Thought about doing it again because it was kind of cool, but I'd rather not. I bet you I could give you some opportunities. I bet you'd love to. <laughs> we also want to bring back Hot Tub Poly Talk as we've got our hot tub up. But the last couple nights we went to record and it's raining, which yeah. we thought would sound really cool. But in reality, it just kind of sounds like white noise or static in the background. So yeah. we've got to wait for the weather to clear up, and then we'll we'll do a couple episodes of that. But yeah, Hot Tub Poly Talk is on its way back. It's probably not going to be a weekly thing. No. It will be whenever we feel like posting. <laughs> so it'll be just as structured as the conversations we would have on Hot Tub Poly Talk. Yes. Which, which is, is not. Not at all. <laughs> Well, what are we talking about today? I don't know. What are we talking about today? We are going to talk about competition in relationships or competitive relationships. I got this in like 30 seconds. Oh, all yeah. right. Let me, let me have it. A competitive relationship is a form of polyamory, specifically a form of hierarchical polyamory, in which the importance and status of each partner comes from monthly competitions. These competitions may vary from sports to video games, but it's all in good fun. There are, of course, three places one may win, primary, secondary, and tertiary. The primary winners get to make the top decisions and have top importance for the month. Secondary winners get to make secondary choices and are given the second most attention, while the tertiary group gets little decision during the month. These decisions can vary from vacations and trips, restaurants and dates, and so on, depending on the relationship dynamic and hobbies. Like in all relationships, consent and communication is vital for this to be a healthy relationship type. Not at all what I was talking about. Oh. What the fuck was that? It was 
relationship, competitive relationship. And, and where did you find this? Oh, I found this at LGBTAWiki.org. Oh, I didn't know this was a real thing. Well, you're going to because this is the new form. Uh, I mean, the competitive <laughs> side of me is like, yes, let's play all the video games for, you know, first dibs on dates. And then I'm like, this is terrible. I don't actually want my relationship structured like that. <laughs> so, you, so you don't consent to this? No. Okay, then we're not no. doing Can it. Can we just have competition nights? Yeah. And well, we could like win bacon? I, I mean... You don't have to worry about winning bacon. You could just go cook bacon. True, true. But there could be prizes involved, like maybe a date is on the line, or a date with your drill dough. A date. Okay, so (laughs) today we did a lot of work, uh, mostly outside work. I did some college school work, but after doing all this yard work, like pulling out stumps of the ground, and you were doing the garden. I was doing the garden. Yep. I managed to get. Um, some accessories, mainly some carrying supplies for my mechanical sex toys. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And I got the chance to put it all together and package them in my nice new carrying case Mm -hmm. so that, you know, my my stabilized, uh, I don't know how to say this on air, (laughs) thrusting machine... Has a nice compartment to be in. Yep. And my jackhammer uh, also <laughs> can be in this case. And my drill dough yep. can be in this case. And then all the accessories and telescoping rods and all the other things that go with it. <laughs> so I got to, I got the opportunity to organize my new broadened kink selection. Yeah. I, I was yeah. pretty happy about that. No, it was good. So that's that's why it was on my mind, for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, that's why it was on your mind. Yeah. Fair. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. A competitive relationship in that type of situation is not what I was talking about. I'm thinking more along the lines of, you have all the dates, and I don't have any, and now I need to find, I need to make sure that, you know, I gotta ramp up my poly. I gotta, I gotta pick up my game, keep it up. I don't know if we have we have the opportunity to talk about this because I've never heard this in this house. I what? Huh? <laughs> I don't know if I'm following you. Oh, you're not. <laughs> well, I didn't want to put you on the spot. Oh, I'm sure. But <laughs> but I do tend to have more relationship activity than you. You do. And I do feel like I've heard this sort of thing coming from you before. <laughs> I I don't think I tend to feel super competitive with it. I definitely feel envious with it at times. Uh-huh. But like I'm not trying to compare relationships to each other, but there's definitely a feeling of man, he's got all these dates and I love my alone time, but it'd be nice to have a date. How can I step up my game? What am I doing wrong, you know? How is it that this asshole can get all these dates and I am a desert? <laughs> desert did you just call me dry yeah that was weird dry arid wasteland oh no i promise i'm not like that i'm fun to date she is it's true otherwise we wouldn't be dating so long that rain's really kicking up no you are not a desert (laughs) wasteland (laughs) i'm actually fun to date pm me on instagram or facebook if you're interested no PM me. No PM me. <laughs> so the competitive dating. 
or the competitive relationship with a partner who does seem to get more dates. Yeah. We'll hit that one first, right? Yeah. I have experienced this to some degree when maybe my dating profile gets a little attention, start getting some chats from people, or, you know, I'm connected on Facebook or in a group or something. Yeah. And I'm starting to get some conversations going with other people. And I have, historically, I have in the past... <laughs> A couple of times seeing what I felt like yeah. was you being, wait a minute. Well, if he's going to see more people or date more people, so am I. And then you okay. whip your phone out and I you start. I will try. Well, if he's got all these dates lined up and he's talking to all these people, I'm going to get back out there too. I'm going to do this thing. Yeah. And I try <laughs> to no success, but I've definitely felt the like, yeah, if he's doing it, I could do it. Totally. I'm going to do this thing. But now, hyper-competitive thoughts aren't inherently bad or evil thoughts. They're just cries for validation that speak to a desire to feel significant to someone else, right? Okay. So if in that moment, I'm feeling competitive because you're talking to other people and you've got these dates lined up, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this thing too. Oftentimes, it's coming from an insecurity that I have where maybe I'm not feeling significant enough to you that you're all these other new people are, are more important than I am. So I'm going to make new connections over here where maybe I'll be significant to these people. No, and that's I, just that's just one thing. You know, it doesn't okay. have to be a bad thought. It's just maybe it means something else. Right. And, and I guess the, the way that I could see it is if it's if it's mild or minor, it kicks up in the moment or something. Okay, that's fair. You know, you might be feeling some unresolved feelings in the moment, or you might just be like, oh, that sounds like fun. I also want to do that. Right. Or you could even actually be competitive with your partner in a fun way and be like, oh, yeah? Well, let's see who can line up a date faster. Yeah. <laughs> I know that people do that. Yeah. And, you know, I don't fault them for it because sometimes, you know, it's if fun it to If it works have in your relationship, do your thing. I mean, as long as you're not using these other people in a shitty way. Right. And like be meaningful with your connections or whatever. Cool. And everything's on the up and up and open and communicated. So any of these minor instances might not seem like an issue that's going to cause relationship problems. Right. But if this is a constant or consistent thing, or if maybe the intensity of the feelings comes up where you might see me on my phone and instantly you're pissed off. Right. Like, oh, now he's talking about this or or now he's trying to hook up with someone else here. Now, well, what about me? And fine, fuck him. I'm just going to do the same thing and, and see what you spirals. fucking think about it. Right? Yeah. That's a big sign that the competitive moment isn't the moment. Right. And potentially a relationship issue. Yeah. If it's an ongoing thing or it comes up often in different scenarios, you know, mm-hmm. it might be something to dig deeper into. Yeah, definitely. And then I think that there are other times where, and and this doesn't even have to be with dating, yeah. right? It doesn't have to be when you're firing up the OK Cupid machine. <laughs> <laughs> Updating that profile. <laughs> it, it could be that maybe, you know, your partner just got a promotion at work mm-hmm. and you feel like, well, why am I not getting acknowledged for the things I do at my job? Like, yeah. you know, fuck your promotion. <laughs> well, and it doesn't even have to be specific to just your partner. Some people, once upon a time, we were part of a 15-person polycule, you know? Yeah. Some people have lots of extended dynamics and relationships. So this could extend throughout the polycule. Yeah. So, like, for example, if within your polycule, maybe you've got, you know, 
five people living under the same roof or in the same compound or whatever it is. The same compound. <laughs> I want to live in a compound someday. Weaponized polyamory. <laughs> I'm going to garden. <laughs> but no, for real, maybe certain people have certain roles, right? That have Right, the been... tail gunner. No, no. These have all been household jobs. Oh, okay. So, you know, maybe there's a couple people that have decided to be the stay-at-home caretakers. And there's kids and there's, you know, household bills and taking care of things at home. Yeah. And maybe three people work, but one person's maybe part-time. And everyone's got these roles. So when you start feeling competitive with just the people around you, whether that's friendships or metas or, you know, primary relationships or whatever these people are in your life, maybe it's crap. I've been a, I've been a homemaker for a year now and I'm feeling like I really need to contribute more and why do they get to always have extra play money that I don't have and maybe I need to step this up because what I do isn't enough. So I guess if I'm following this right, like you might start getting competitive as this example might be with, oh, well, this person makes more money so they get to do more things. And I'm not happy with where I'm at, and I'm really kind of irritated with where they're at. Could because be. they've done better this way. Maybe. You know, you know. Or, or if maybe they do important things. Maybe they're an EMT or something, and they talk about saving lives. And you raise kids, and so as, as a way to validate yourself, you're going to be like, well, yeah, sure, you went out and you played in an ambulance all day, but... I had three toddlers that were trying to light a fire in the living room. Right. And I had to put that fire out. Right. And that, that starts to breed that competitiveness. Like, why right. are we comparing? Or they're different. They're both important. Right. Okay. That's fair. And then I did try to jump a little bit to like, when you're comparing your work success with your partner's work success and trying to maybe one-up them on, on certain things. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and, and you could one-up someone in various aspects of life. If you constantly feel like you need to do better than them or show them up. Oh, I hate one-uppers. <laughs> that's where, that's when like, you're like, oh yeah, look at my awesome Olympic silver medal. Yeah, bitch, I got a gold. Take that. <laughs> oh, that's well, annoying. I don't, I don't know anyone with Olympic medals. No, but it was a good example. Okay, great yep. example. Well, and I even felt it at home here when like I'm still working my full-time job mm-hmm. and you decided to go back to school full-time. And I was like, man, I wanted to go to school full-time. And yeah. you're like, I'm going to study psychology. And I was like, man, I wanted to study psychology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then really like some of the ways to be able to see, we're kind of floating a little bit here. So let's, let's pare it down a little bit. Some of the ways that you can actually see the competitiveness in a relationship is when you find that you're not happy when a partner is succeeding. Right. Like if you can't share in the joy of it, you're more envious or jealous or upset Uh instead of just being happy for somebody. Right. And the longer that goes on, the more it goes from a little bit of envy to bitterness. And resentful. Anger. Yep. And then just full out fighting all the time. So that's, I mean, that's a long progression. I mean, sometimes, sometimes it's like that. Right. You know. I already mentioned the need to one up your partner. Yep, that's a good. Yep, that's a good sign. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. Yep. Another thing actually is when you, you know you've got that bitterness that we talked about in the previous example, and then 
you find yourself secretly celebrating when your partner fails. Oh, that's shitty. Yeah. Yeah, that's horrible. I've, I've actually experienced that and I've watched I've <laughs> I've actually had to witness the not so secret celebration from other people and oh. it's when when I was hearing this I'm like, "Really? You guys love each other? <laughs> Are you serious <laughs> oh, right now?" No. This one person, and this was a while back, but it, it was a memory that popped into my head. Yeah. This one person was almost bragging about their partner's failure at this party. And it was like, what the that's hell is cool. wrong with yeah. you? You know, I'm that's, such a person that's like, always have my back, especially in public. You've got to have my back. If I fuck up, come talk to me later. But if you don't have my back in public, we're done. Oh, <laughs> that's rough because I, I generally... I generally have a partner's back, but if it was something bad, I got to be like, hey, wait a minute. But yeah, but do you pull the person aside or do you embarrass the shit out of them in front of everybody? Well, I don't like embarrassing people. Right. That's, so that's generally all I'm I pull them aside. Yeah. But if that partner maybe is being extra in a way that's just downright ready to cause a fight, <laughs> I will call them out right there. I will remember that next time you're extra. I got this. Do it. <laughs> Okay. I'm ready to fight. <laughs> this show may end soon. It's fine. <laughs> what do you mean next time I'm extra? I'm never extra. Okay. I'm like the best partner you could have. Like, I'm always so good to my partners. You are. It doesn't mean you're not extra. I'm going to give you, you something extra. <laughs> so, what's another potential sign of competition in relationships? Your face. What? Yep. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I got a good one. Huh. When people keep score. Yeah. I like to keep score. I, I don't. Know. I don't. So I didn't grow up in the world of participation trophies. I grew up in the world of winning trophies. <laughs> right. I, I actually have a shelf full or had a shelf full of trophies with my name on it because I earned them. So this idea of keeping score... I love, except in relationships where you have to like tally everything up, like who did the dishes today and who did the, you know, swept the floor, who made more money, you know, all those tallying right. of things. So I'm all for keeping score in things, but not in a relationship. Cause like, how can you weigh out, oh, you did the dishes a couple days in a row while I was setting up, you know, these accounts for our things over here. And like, you can't weigh them. That's just household stuff that had to be done. So keeping track, the tally lines, some tally lines might be thicker, right. you know, like they weigh more, like it's not a thing. But as, as a person that might do that, you might feel that if you're doing this, you're proving your value as a partner, right? So if I'm feeling undervalued, then I will start to do it. If I'm feeling unappreciated and like some of the things aren't seen or whatever. Yeah, I think that's different than yeah. a competitive relationship. I think that's just you saying, look, this is the stuff I've done. If we're having a problem, maybe you're not seeing these things. Yeah. I think in this circumstance, what we're talking about is if a partner does them and then is continuously like, okay, so I did the dishes like five times this week. Look and at all my tally marks. Too. Right. Gotcha. Like, I'm doing so much better. Yeah. Like, step up your game, buddy. <laughs> you want to get with this? This is straight fire. Oh, like, no. you know. <laughs> he just pointed to his crotch. <laughs> straight fire. <laughs> Another one that is really fun is when a partner will succeed at something. And the other partner gets a little bitter because 
that bitter partner feels like that was more within their strengths. Like so, when you went to school for psychology. Yeah. And I had a bitter moment because and, I was like, And you like, thought Grr. you were better at it than I was. No, I never thought I was better at it. And sabotaging a partner's success is one. And because this might be drawn on a little bit too long, the need of a partner to gloat to another partner. Oh, yeah. You know, they're just bragging all the greatness that they've done. Well, and I think there's a difference between, like, sharing, you know, and being like, oh, look at this really cool thing that I did, and it was right. great, blah, 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 versus, <laughs> look what I did and you didn't, I didn't. Right, and that's didn't. it right there. When you're gloating, you're saying that you did it, and they were not capable. Right. You know, you're just elevating yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I am better and above. All right, so we've really just kind of torn this apart in a way. Here's a sign of competition, and here's a sign of competition. That. So maybe what we should do is talk about why. I mean, we, we've kind of breezed over some of it. Well, I think now that we can recognize it, oh, yeah, shit, I've got some of that happening in my relationship, right? I've done this before, okay. So what would be some of the reasons? Maybe social standing, developing status, or having status. Mm -hmm. You know, especially, say, the partners go out to a party, and... You know, the competitiveness happens at the party so that everyone can be like, oh, this partner A is so much cooler than partner B right. or partner C. Right. Or even as a way to maybe show everyone at the party that you, as this person's partner A, is, better, dog. is better than this person's partner B. Right. And B is not hierarchical in the sense it's just two different designates. To identify two different partners. Yep. So you could even be partner B and be like, I'm better than partner A. And here's all the reasons why. And look at my greatness. And oh, by the way, look at some of the shitty things of partner B right there. Right. You know, so status and social standing mm -hmm. might be one of the reasons why you'd want to do it. I'm really good with fear of missing out. A little FOMO. You definitely are good I at that. I struggle. I want to be in on all the things all the time. Yeah. I don't want to miss out on an experience or adventure or life. Right. So I definitely, oh, you went and did this thing? Well, I went and did this thing, you know? And mm -hmm. I got to do that thing now. Yeah. Well, and then even in certain situations, say you were taken out by a partner to... <laughs> I thought you were just saying, like, you say you were taken out. Like a sniper just got me. Oh, my God. Well, I don't have money for that. I'm following. I'm following. Taken out by a partner. So, say a partner of yours takes you out. Okay. And you guys have this date and you do, like, five incredible things. That's a lot on a date. Three incredible oh, okay. things. Okay. And you come home to tell me about it. And then I instantly am like, oh, geez. First off, I wanted to do two of those things. Second... I wonder if I could have done it better. So next time I take her out, <laughs> I'm going to take her out on these things also. And I'm going to try to outdo that other date so that her memory of my date stands out better than her memory of this other person's Interesting. date. Interesting. You know how that happened? No. Oh, man. I have. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> it's rough. And it gets awkward quick. I bet. Yeah, it does. And then you're just like, you know, I, I feel sick or something. I just want to go home. So another reason that we might feel competition in a relationship is that ugly, evil imposter syndrome. Okay. Like, if I'm catching this right, imposter syndrome, if if I'm having multiple dates, you might feel like, oh, well, maybe 
he's actually polyamorous and maybe I'm not. Maybe I do feel maybe people syndrome. aren't gonna see me as polyamorous if I'm not dating as many people. I feel that. Do you? At my core. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I go on so few dates and you're my only partner and have been for like three out of the four years we were together. Uh-huh. My only partner. Aside from a hot minute here and there, you know? Right. So in general it's like, oh, like I talk poly and I've I've been poly for over a decade out and about and proud and I know my shit, but I don't look poly. Okay, so that's where the imposter syndrome right. is going to come from. You feel like if you don't start dating more, you don't start getting out there more, people might be like, "Well, are you really poly though? Are you? Are you? Are you?" That's yeah. a good face. You like that face? Yeah, I like all oh, your faces. It's about time you like my face. I mean, I've grown accustomed to it. Hmm. <laughs> so really a lot of this, if we're thinking about this, it's coming down to self-esteem mm-hmm. or self-doubts. Insecurities. Insecurities is, yeah, insecurities. You're not feeling like a valid partner, not feeling good enough. Yeah, I think all of that is included in the insecurity like genre of things. On genre. Yeah, it's a genre now. It's like you got action movies and horror movies and insecurities. Insecurity movies. Yeah. But that's part of the why that we start to feel competitive. Okay. So like the not feeling good enough, I'm going to try and beat you in something just so I can feel better. Wow. Not better like feel good, but feel better than you. Right, right. Yeah. You elevate yourself at the expense of a partner. Right, right. So while I agree that insecurities comprises a large amount of this, and there might still be other reasons, like someone might just feel better being competitive. Yeah, but see, I'm a competitive person. Like, you knew that from day one. But I feel competition to beat you in a video game or, you know. One time. Or when we were playing D&D, that first time we, like, hung out all day, and we turned it into a drinking competition. That you lost. (laughs) (laughs) It was still fun. Well, and see, and that's where fun competition is cool. Right, right? that's what I'm saying, though. Like, I'm a competitive person, and I like that. I wouldn't bring that into my relationships. Even though I have insecure moments, and I have FOMO, and I don't feel good enough... And I have imposter syndrome on my poly problems all the time. But I don't always want to compete with you. (laughs) I think there's also something to be said about intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation when it comes to maybe competitiveness in relationship. Yeah. Because I I wouldn't say that it's all insecurity all the time. I mean, there might be other reasons. If a person is intrinsically motivated, They're going to be satisfied with the results that make them happy internally. They might decide to do something for their own benefit or their own compass. You know, they're... Yeah. And now I'm going to make it sound like intrinsic is all great and extrinsic is all bad, but they actually (laughs) have their own deals here. Whereas extrinsically motivated people who are seeking a reward... I like my trophies. uh, Yes. (laughs) That... (laughs) They're seeking a reward or some kind of external motivation. They want something, acknowledgement. They want people in their social circle to be like, oh, you are really poly, right? Is there a medal or or a ribbon or a trophy? So when, when I think at times the competitiveness in relationships comes from 
maybe a partner who's a little more extrinsically motivated. That's me. Yes. And so it's that outward seeking or that outward incentive mm-hmm. that that partner is like, well, if I can set this as my benchmark, I can see the outward results of my actions. Well, I mean, that makes sense to me personally. If I'm seeking attention from you, mm-hmm. right? Um, or if I'm seeking, man, like I've got all this extra time and I put all I can into our relationship and I'd love to have another partner to spend some time with, maybe someone who's a little different from you in a certain certain ways. I think two would really be my number. I think two partners, that's what I'm shooting for. You know, and I, I've got these goals. I want X amount of attention from you. I want two partners, all of this stuff. And if I'm not meeting those goals, I'm going to find myself more competitive to, to reach yeah. those goals. Yeah, whereas I'm more intrinsically motivated. I develop my own rewards and punishments. <laughs> I benchmark myself on my own accomplishments. Yeah. I generally don't, oh, my partner's doing that? I got to one-up my partner. Unless yeah. it's the fun stuff or we're teasing with each right, other. Right, right, right. But I'm good just rolling with whatever I roll with. And whenever, you know, if someone comes into my life... It's not, oh, I want to look more poly for our, our social circle. It's, oh, I'm connecting with this person and this connection just happens. Right. Right. Now, the other downfall, <laughs> I guess, extrinsic motivation can actually be a good thing to some degree, mm-hmm. right? Is you're, you're kind of setting goals and you're, you're setting expectations and you're trying to manage or schedule your existence around what you want. And you're going to find these benchmarks and that's going to tell you just enough that says, okay, I got this. So I don't need to sit here and worry about it. Whereas an intrinsic person, specifically I'm talking from my own experience, I might overthink a lot of things or I might tend to dwell on things a little bit more or because I create my own rewards or punishments, I might punish myself harder. Right. right? So, I mean, there's a balance on both. Uh, but I just wanted to give kind of a little bit of example on how it might not always just be rooted down to insecurities. Definitely. So I've got some tips for when you're feeling competitive in your relationship or maybe even comparing yourself. Some questions that you can ask yourself. We've gone over some signs of it. We've gone over why we do it. But these are things that when you notice it in yourself, some questions you can use to kind of deep dive um, into the why for yourself. Okay. Okay. So what is it about this person, situation, post, whatever it is, that's making me feel uncomfortable or competitive? Deep dive, figure out what it is about this situation that's making me feel uncomfortable. And I'd like to add to that. If you're asking about this one situation, mm-hmm. you know, that you find yourself feeling competitive, triggered up by something in this moment. Yep. Perhaps also expanding your view to the relationship and seeing if it's an isolated incident or if it's a trend or a pattern that's happening over time or increasing as the relationship goes on. Yeah. Because if you're trying to fix the one problem, but it's only like the scab on the wound, it's a piece you know, of it, yeah. and you want to get down and clean the infection deep in the wound. So it's not just the moment. It could be, but if it's, if it's a potential that it's not just the moment, Check the whole thing and see where this is coming from overall rather than as treating each one as an isolated incident. Yeah. And so another question you can ask yourself is now, if I'm being honest, is this something deep down I want? 
right? Mm. So you're feeling competitive and you're like, I got to do this thing, whatever it is. Am I doing it because I really want it? Is this something I want? Or am I just doing it to be competitive and beat my partner at something? Right. Or am I just doing it because I'm bothered that they're successful? Right. I mean, like, because it could be like in a scenario where maybe you're making more friends. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, geez, I really want to make more friends. So I'm going to go try to make more friends Mm -hmm. or try to take your friends away. That's actually another competitive thing that we didn't really talk about is... If you see that your partner is making friends with a person or a couple of people mm-hmm. and you want them to like you, so you kind of cock block your friends, <laughs> like you just jump in the way yeah. a little bit and you try to gather all that attention onto oh, you no. yeah. and then put your partner in a little bit of a shadow. That's something I've seen quite a bit of too. But to bring it back to kind of what you were talking about is, am I wanting to make friends with the people you're making friends with? Because I'm jealous or feeling competitive or do I like these people? Yeah. Is this something I genuinely feel? Yeah. And if I genuinely don't feel a connection with these people, maybe trying to make a friendship with them isn't really what I should be doing. Yeah. So am I getting that right? You think? Yeah. Well, and this third question kind of goes hand in hand with what you were just saying. Am I doing this or working towards this for myself? Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's totally hand in hand with that last one. And then the last question is, what's standing in my way of making this real for me? Mm. Right? So not this person is standing in my way, but, you know, am I not achieving this goal of mine because I'm not putting in the time? Mm. You know, do I feel pulled in too many directions that I need to focus on this? If you're, if you've got a goal that you're shooting for, for yourself, it's something you want deep down. It's not a competition thing. What's standing in your way? You know, is it just, oh, my partner's in my way. Well, maybe that's a sign that this is a competition thing. Or you need to check your relationship. That too. too. Because if you ever think your partner's in your way, why are you guys partners? True. What else do you have on competition? Well, I think that we've talked about how to deal with our own competition, but let's talk about for a moment, Mm -hmm. what happens when your partner's being competitive and you're realizing it? Slap them to the floor. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh Try it. (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm ready Uh to fight we're going under the assumption that someone in the relationship is being competitive yeah for the sake of this discussion and if it's not you then that's going to mean your partner so we're going to need to learn how to deal with what happens when a partner is being competitive also right and when you're starting to feel like that competitive nature is really hurting your relationship using us as an example yes if I'm feeling like you're starting to be really competitive and I'm feeling like it's affecting our relationship in a negative way Mm -hmm. and maybe a relationship I might have with another partner or a friend circle or whatever it is. I want to be able to address this with you and I want us to have a conversation. Addressing this thing is going to be important, especially for the continuation of the relationship. Now, I mean, this won't come as any surprise. Communication is a key. Right. Right. You're going to want to be able to sit your partner down and have that conversation and say, look, I'm noticing this trend and this is what I'm feeling about it or however you're going to go about doing yeah. this. Open up the discussion to talk about what's going on. And, you know, we talk a lot on the show about trying to create that space and try to use I statements and not you statements. We want to make sure that the conversation is a productive, healthy one. Right. We have our KTTs. Yeah. So that's that's where we're going to start trying to address the issue in the relationship is 
recognizing that you're feeling this from a partner and taking the time and making sure the space is right and having this discussion with the partner about what's going on. Sometimes it's not going to be an easy conversation. No. You know? No, not, not fun. But try to find a way to get into some really open, honest dialogue without a lot of finger pointing, mm-hmm. without a lot of strong emotional language or tone. And then, and then try to work through that. Try to help each other see what's happening. Maybe yeah. there's a point where you need to hear something that your partner's feeling that they've been afraid to say. Right. Well, I think in some of that conversation, whether it's you who's the competitive person or your partner, you know, maybe your partner just called you out and you were like, fuck, I really got to work on this. I come along with some more tips because that's oh, yeah? what I do. All right. I bring tips to the table. So here are my top five tips to channel your competitive energy to positive energy. Okay. Whether it's you or your partner. So first one we've kind of talked about earlier is deep diving into your insecurity. Whatever it is you're feeling, is it your motivation, intrinsic or extrinsic? Deep dive, drill down, figure out where these feelings are coming from. That's always the first step to to bettering those Mm -hmm. feelings, right? Next is to really go through all this and really go through life with a gratitude mindset. You know, some people call it an abundance mindset. Like if you're looking for gratitude and things, if you're grateful and thankful and you're seeing the positive, like, oh my God, that was such a really cute little yellow bird we just saw. That was really awesome. Right. And you're looking for those things. You're going to find more of those things. So instead of focusing so much on scarcity or he beat me in this, have a gratitude mindset. Third one is to remember different, not better. So a lot of competition and comparison or a lot of competition goes hand in hand with comparison. Yeah. You know, she's better than I am. She's this skinnier than I am, whatever. This partner, Polly's better. And try to change the better to different. There's not one person who's better than another. Everyone's got different aspects to who they are as a person. Mm -hmm. So remembering that different, not better. Uh, Using other success as inspiration. Instead of feeling defeated by someone else's success or upset that it's not your own, try to find it as inspiring and motivating. Rather than a judge of your own character. Yeah. They're just doing their thing, you know, had nothing to do with you. And then the last one is to remember that everyone's timelines are different. So just because one person got to this point in their career by this age doesn't mean that you will or that you want to. Right. Like everyone's timeline is going to be different in things. Well, and I'd even go further on that, that everyone's emotional or relationship timeline is different. Yeah. Where, I mean, I remember when I was trying to figure out relationships and I wasn't good at it. Okay. So when I was 18, (laughs) when I was 18, I dated this girl who was 36 Uh and you know, obviously, I was a young punk, right? <laughs> and I didn't have my shit figured out. And she has gone through more life and done more mm-hmm. and learned more. I mean, I learned a lot from her. I'm sure. But there were times in our relationship where we weren't on the same playing field experience-wise right. or education-wise. And I was kind of a dipshit, <laughs> right? So there are times where emotionally or relationship wise you guys are going to be on a different playing field yeah now i mean let's say we did all of that stuff and Mm -hmm. we've developed those skills or we're working on developing those skills 
we're using these to talk with our partner about what we're experiencing. This is my plan to be better. Maybe you guys are coming up with an agreement. Maybe you're not seeing eye to eye. I mean, like there are plenty of options here. Yeah. If it resolves in that conversation and there's noticeable change moving forward, then fantastic. But there are also other times where maybe that's not going to be the case. And that's where having more conversations and and more clearly establishing personal boundaries. Mm -hmm. Look, I understand that you're being competitive and I understand that you're feeling like we need to kind of butt heads a little bit on this, but that's not where I'm at. Right. And you can keep doing that because I'm not imposing a rule, but my boundary is when you do that shit, I'm just going to bounce for a while. Right. I don't want to be around you when you're being competitive. Yeah. So when you do that, because you're a free person to do whatever you want, when you do that, this is what I'm going to do. Right. Or I'm going to put my headphones in and scream Britney Spears at the top of my lungs. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, like, then they're setting boundaries. And then another option that can be done is basically writing a contract, writing an agreement, I guess, would be a less formal or more (laughs) emotionally acceptable way of saying it. But writing an agreement, Mm -hmm. figuring out what's going on, figure out where the struggles are, include your boundaries, talk about the scenarios, talk about triggers, whatever it is that you need to fill this agreement out and commit to an agreement together. Yeah. I mean, those those are all options to try to help each other move forward and past the competitiveness that might be causing harm or damage to your relationship. Right. And again, competition's not a bad thing. It's kind of how we wield it. If you wield it as a weapon and you're trying to beat the people you love in relationship as it is, maybe not so great. So see if you can channel that into something better. Yeah, definitely. So I think we kind of encapsulated that enough. Yeah. And uh, A a tangent here and there. Yeah, and and I'm sure (laughs) that there could be a lot more added to this. These are just like what we always do, trying to give pointers or help or maybe provide that puzzle piece that's missing from your overall picture. I feel like we try to pass on the tips from our life. So when we're making mistakes or mistakes that we've made, we're trying to help you avoid the same mistakes. <laughs> right. Especially since how, you know, we're, we're into this poly gig. We've been in this poly gig for a while. And I know that we often get new listeners that are new to polyamory. Yeah. I know that I personally, when I do socialize, I haven't done that much. <laughs> Uh, especially since COVID, but when socializing, you know, I tend to run into people that are new to polyamory Mm -hmm. and they always have a lot of questions. Yep. So this is kind of, I mean, the whole reason we did the podcast is because we would get enough of these questions that we're like, look, let's create a platform to help people learn how to polyamory better from the beginners to even experienced people that might be forgetting a piece. Yep. So really, again, that's all we're trying to do is provide those missing puzzle pieces to help you complete a full picture. And if you can't find something and you're looking for answers or some helpful tips or anything, call it in or text us. If you're not a big phone person like me and you don't want to talk on the phone or leave a voicemail, send us your message via text. Hit us up on the typo phone at 209-536-TYPO. 209-536-8976. And we will do our best to answer your questions or give you some help. And if we don't have the answers, we'll find a resource for you. And, you know, if you if you need an answer immediately, maybe try hitting us up on our social media. I know that we check our Instagram and our Facebook page more often. Yep, Instagram and Facebook's where it's at. So the, the typo phone is generally 
you park your message and we either get back to you or we talk about it on air. Yep, yep. All right, Pollyam fam. Thanks, Bella, for coming back to the show. It was good to be here. Was it? I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I think right now I'm going to jet off to the rainy hot tub. (laughs) So until then, Pollyam fam, we will see you next Tuesday. Okay, bye now. Thank you for talking your poly off with Bella and Monsina. You can find our Facebook page in the links or by searching for I Love Polly and liking the page Polyamory Get Your Heart On. You can also find I Love Polly on Instagram and Twitter by searching I Love Polly Cares. If you want us to help you navigate to all of our online presence, check out the show notes or come on over to ilovepolly.org. We would love to hear from you. That's right. And you can get in touch with us by emailing podcast at ilovepolly.org. That's singular podcast, not plural. So until our next discussion, Polly and fam. Live like there's no tomorrow. Laugh until it hurts. And and love love without without limits. limits.